This is the World Innovators Podcast with your host, Donna Peterson. I am so happy today to be sitting down with Drug Discovery World. As we all know, since March, you know, things kind of exploded, but the drug discovery space is a very hot topic. You're going to see massive growth in this space, and it's important how to reach your target audience within this space. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the World Innovators Podcast. I am so excited about finally starting this. And today I am sitting down with Lou Raman, the Editor-in-Chief at Drug Discovery World, and Sarah Orme, the Sales Director at Drug Discovery World. And they're going to give us some insight on what is working for their space and the best way to target their specific subscribers. So good morning, ladies. How are you? We're fine, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, good morning, Donna. <laughs> in uh, dreary northwest UK. <laughs> uh, well, we were predicted to have snow all week, and now it's rain. And so I am, I'm very sad. I'm a big skier, so I'm very sad that it is raining. So dreariness, I get you. It is. We have it here. <laughs> so with Drug Discovery World, as I just mentioned, you know, it's such a hot space right now and it's only going to grow. And I'm wondering, what do you see as the big marketing trends for 2021? Well, um, when you look at the sector, if you look at the pharma, the biopharma and the biotech sectors, they're really quite savvy when it comes to marketing. And so different trends work differently depending on the company um, and depending on what each company is trying to achieve. So with that in mind, DDW offers a range of different marketing options. So we have, you know, we, it goes from print and digital advertising, <clears throat> e-newsletters, content marketing packages, webinars, uh, podcasts. And then um, we're the only title in the market to also have an app to add into the mix. And throughout all that, what we're very careful to do is to make sure that we have a consultative approach with our clients. So we take each client individually. We look at what they're trying to achieve commercially and through the content that they're putting out, editorial content as well. And we look at their expertise and we work with them to create an optimal solution. So there isn't really one size that fits all in terms of our clients. Um, for example, our clients and then the readers as well, um, they're at the forefront of the sectors. The audience, the researchers, and, and like you said, you know, you only have to look at what's happened over the past year to realize how important this sector is. Um, and, it's, and on top of that, it's really important for the academic and commercial labs to be aware of what's going on in terms of the latest research, the latest studies, the technology, and the market opportunities that are out there. Um, and they need to be able to work efficiently, optimally and reduce the time to market as much as possible so with all that in mind we sort of put that into the marketing solution that we present to them and that means that there are different things that appeal to different customers at different times so for example the content marketing packages like white papers and app notes give our readers you know the opportunity to access highly scientific content and that's really valuable to them um, in a similar way our webinars are really popular for some clients oh. that want to, to get over their, their scientific... I think that is the largest space right now. Webinars, the popularity yeah. has increased, you know, I think they said more than 80% than oh, really? where it was because it's such a popular, you know, avenue yeah. right now. And what we've done on DDW as well, if we started to um, launch a concept of our own DDW-led 
uh, webinars. So that's given us the chance to have some really interesting discussions with experts about the key questions that they need answered, the issues that they're facing in the drug discovery space. And lots of companies are keen to be part of that mix so that they can show their expertise and the technology that they're offering. And then the one that perhaps is getting the most interest in terms of people are talking to us lots and lots about it is the podcast. Mm. And I think, you know, we all know that podcasts, we all listen to them. We know how easy they are to access. The DDW podcast has had over a thousand downloads since it was it was first launched. And we've a hundred thousand, Lou. Oh, a hundred thousand. Yeah, a hundred thousand. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we've now launched um, a DDW custom podcast. So we can build that for the client we can we can work together and it gives us a really good opportunity to um, create content that's not just easily accessed but it widens out the type of content that we can discuss we can talk about different trends in the market um, <clears throat> we can access market reports we can offer thought leadership type content through that and that's really appealing to both the client and of course to the reader um, DDW is all about turning science into business and those, the different marketing channels that we offer give us the opportunity to do that and we can work with our clients so that they're, they're producing the best content that they can commercially and then by the content in the magazine and all the different channels that we offer so that we hopefully have got you know a really really valuable package for, for both sides the reader and for the advertiser. So I think it must be great to communicate back and forth of exactly what the client is trying to offer, because then you could parlay that into a podcast, maybe describing. So for yeah. instance, I know, I think the last order I did with you was one of my business auction clients. You could do a podcast on the advantages of buying in an auction setting, correct? Yeah. You know, it's, it's this kind of the world is your oyster where when you're talking about podcasts yeah there's so many issues that are out there for this sector at the moment we've seen it in the last year it's affected not just the current situation but it's affected yeah. the other work that labs are putting out there um it's they're also you know we, we know how long it takes to get a drug to market we've seen changes in the clinical trials process we've seen fast tracking but we also know how long normally that process takes so you know at the research end they're always looking for the next opportunity yeah. so it gives us that opportunity to look 10, 15 years ahead as well. Yeah, it was funny. I heard something the other day, you know, obviously there's the manufacturing of the different drugs, but now they're saying they're having an issue with the syringes, <laughs> you know, having enough syringes now for all the drugs yeah. that there. And, you know, there's just a side sometimes, you know, I don't think about, you know, I think yeah. about drug discovery. Yes, but obviously you've got to be able to put the drugs into something. And that means that side needs to manufacture a little bit yeah. faster. Yeah. So. And also, I suppose if, if you look at the current vaccines, if you take the Pfizer vaccine, which needs to be kept at a really, really yeah. low temperature, that we have there's issues with that as well. You know, so there's all these other things that play into the, to the mix that aren't just about the research. It's about the practicalities of getting that drug out there quickly and effectively. Yeah, this, the supply yeah. chain and how it needs to be stored. I think here I heard a story where they had the vaccine, but because it was at the end of their day, they had to throw some of it out because yeah. the temperature of it, yeah. was, it got too warm. And so then that was it. We lost it. So interesting. Yeah. It, it sounds like you could really go to drug discovery world and get kind of a good cohesive package, yeah. which is what I always say to my clients, you know, one-off email blasts or one-off banners aren't going to work anymore. You need to complement the different channels together to make a good response, but also get you out there as a thought leader. 
in the space. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, it's, it's a really creative industry and it's really forward thinking. And for that reason, the way it's forward thinking in the in the way it's looking at the latest research and pushing that forward into the future, it does the same with the way it looks at how it markets itself and the opportunities that it opportunities that it wants in that way as well. Yes, yes, that's yeah. interesting. But then now, so if you wanted to say which is the most popular marketing channel now, it's, I don't know, Sarah, if you answer this question or Lou, could you say there is one channel that responds better than others? Um, I think that's a really tricky question because like Lou sort of said, we, we're quite different from other publishers in that we do like to work in a very one-to-one -one bespoke way. So like you said, we don't really advise just doing a one-off e-shot or one-month web banner on the website. We do like to create a package. Um, just touching on what you were both saying before about webinars and podcasts, um, since the pandemic started, of course, lots of companies have been producing their own webinars and um, sending it out to their own database in the absence of obviously not going to trade shows. Um, this has been very effective for them. And as a result, they're using third parties such as ourselves to also touch into a new database because we have about 67,000 industry professionals on our database. So um, it's a really niche, uh, effective marketplace for people to promote themselves. In regards to webinars, they are brilliant, but like you said as well, podcasts, I think that is going to be the biggest trend for this year. Um, I was reading the other day that I think about 55% of the North American market, they listen to podcasts already. Yeah. Um, and it's a content marketing tactic that you have someone's full attention for 30 minutes, yeah. um, which is very, very rare in this day and age where we've got, you know, tablets, computers and all sorts. Um, so podcasts from our side is a real sort of integral part of a marketing plan. But we do offer, of course, the opportunity to uh, companies use us to promote product launches. So that might be email blasts, very much geo-targeted segmentation. Um, we do have the weekly newsletter that Lou produces that goes to our whole base. So if somebody's looking to target North America, Europe and the rest of the world, incredible way to reach uh, 67,000 individuals. Um, and then also you have great branding on our website, which was redeveloped and launched, should I say, it's a brand new website in October. So we're finding a lot of traffic because it's a real-time news site now uh, that Lou is obviously in the team are updating on an hourly, daily basis. Um, and then we have our quarterly magazine. We're, you know, we're so proud of the magazine because it's been in circulation for over 20 years now. It's very well known for the content, the quality of the content, turning science into business. So. I can't really pinpoint one particular thing, um, but as Lou said, we work in a consultative way and we want to build a partnership with clients to enable them to reach exactly who they're looking to target and to raise awareness of how they can help other companies. Yeah. Well, Sarah, that's exactly like what we were talking about yesterday with relationship marketing. You know, going into the future, it's not going to be just bombarding people mm. with sales or marketing messages. It's a going to be about offering them the content that they're thinking about right then. And someone said it, and I thought it was great. It's as if you're reading their mind on what type of information they need to do their jobs. And that's exactly it. Now, it's funny. This morning also, I was talking to a gentleman and he wanted to ask me about banners. And he says, I, I don't like doing banners. And I said, I understand what you're saying. You know, there's a lot of talk that people are now brushing over banners. They're not really looking at them anymore. But one type of banner I have seen work, and I believe Drug Discovery World has this, is where it might be further down in the newsletter and it looks 
content oriented versus, you know, image, you know, leaderboard. Does Drug Discovery World have that option? We do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, we actually did um, a little bit of market research ourselves a few weeks ago uh, with one of our clients. We ran a web banner on the newsletter, uh, which worked very successfully. But then we also ran a bit of content um, disguised as a, an advert, and that worked equally as well. So both of them um, worked well. Um, I think web banners, I understand what people are saying, but you can't beat them. People yeah. are always curious to click on to see what's on their landing page, what new development. Um, but at the same time, as we are a very close team, um, if, if clients are interested in content related advertising, that's how we can really support them because that's, what, that's how we sort of um, enable them to have a thought leadership piece. Um, Lou will interview them or she'll work very consultatively oh. with them. And then we can do advertising as well. So you've sort of got that double uh, edged sword, so to speak, so that we can uh, we can hit from all angles. Yeah, that is great. So I am doing one with a client now where they are doing like the interview process. So they're doing a Q&A, you know, we're doing a banner, we're doing um, articles even, they're helping yeah. write certain articles. So it just really starts to get the companies out there as more of a thought leader or a source they need to turn to in the space versus an advertisement. Yeah. And so that part, that also makes me think of like the banners you were just talking about. I would think when it comes time, if they do a banner that you know, again, resonates to the people or the problems that they're having, it would be more responsive. And I would think you'd be able to give some suggestions, right, on, you know, how, what to say in a banner to really spark your subscribers. Yeah, of course. Uh, we, 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 I mean, Lou works with, with most of our advertisers in regards to content, what she knows works best and resonates the most with our readers. So if, for example, somebody ran a web banner for six months and we looked at the analytics and after one month we saw, okay, it's perhaps not as performing as well as it could be or the other banners are, we will certainly speak to them and say, why don't you try X, Y, and Z? So absolutely, you know, it's imperative for us that any form of paid for advertising is effective yeah. as possible um, because we want them to be a, a partner for life, not just for, you know, six months a year. Well, that's what I find when I deal with nice, reputable vendors like yourself. You know, you understand the importance of a good response rate and what that means for longevity for our business relationship, where, you know, as we mentioned, there's lots of, you know, garbage lists out there you can get, but they're really interested in the one-off sale. You know, they're not really interested in helping the client achieve their goals. And when you find vendors like yourself who are interested in achieving the goals, I think that's when things really can happen. You know, yeah. just like you yeah. said, the insight on the banner, you know, don't let them just throw up a banner for six months and walk away, you know, analyze the results at the end of the week or end of the month and say, you know what, let's tweak this for next month so that you know, each month going forward will respond better. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, so that's, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful when you can give that. Now, I had a question. I forgot what my question was going to be. <laughs> I, it was something you said about the banners, and I was curious about that. Oh, this is what it was, because I know a lot of my vendor you know, clients, what if I'm doing business auctions, it's a very small window. I have to promote the auctions. But do you see that when banners stay up for a longer period of time, they respond better or do people get bored of seeing the same banner? 
Um, I definitely don't think they get bored from seeing the same banner because not forgetting, especially in our industry, we have so much new traffic coming to our website all the time because lose posting all the news, people are Googling it and they're coming directly from Google, which is great. So I don't think people are getting bored with the banners. And especially when we see the number of uh, repeat clients already for this year with leadable banners, skyscrapers from last year, it gives a really good indication that people are very happy with the statistics and analytics and traffic being driven to their websites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, have you sold out of some of your spaces for 2021? <laughs> well, well, f- funny you should say that. We're actually just looking at revising our website, even though it launched in October. Um, we've got, we need more space for banners, basically. So at the moment, our, uh, oh. our web, div- I think Lou might know a little bit more about yeah. it. Yeah, we're just kind of, uh, rejigging the page to ha- have a look at how we can redesign some aspects of it to include more commercial opportunities on there. Well, excellent job right. for you guys. You know, that's that, that. I think that's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like you said, this space is just so hot right now and you have to be out there and in the right spots and align yourself with quality sources because if you're a quality publication obviously the people who are reading your publication are definitely in the space and interested in what you have to offer so what do you see as a change coming up and i know i'm i'm throwing this kind of at a left field change you might see going into the following year so this year you're going to change your website what do you think you might do like 2022 to change it up. Wow. Oh, God, that's a, that's a tough question, actually. Well, um, it's funny. I just started because as you were saying, and you're increasing your website and you're telling me how, you know, things are being sold out. I'm starting to think, okay, what else can they do? You know, does D, um, Drug Discovery World do any shows? We, we attend shows. We don't actually have any um, events of our own. Other, you know, we do have, obviously have the webinar type event. Um, I think what I would say is that, you know, the company that owns DDW is a small company. It's very agile and is able to react very quickly to the way the market is proceeding. So, you know, I think the way we've seen the industry progress, I've only been with the title since June. Sarah joined a little while after that. The way we've seen it progress is really positive and it bodes well for the future, definitely. And obviously, we, you know, we've been in this pandemic. We haven't been able to go to yeah. face-to-face events. We're doing lots of things via Zoom and Teams. Um, I think going forward and looking at next year, you know, we can only assume that it's going to be more of the same. The industry you know, has reacted so well to what's happened. It's taken on board different ways of working, with, you know, the way the clinical trials processes had to adapt, the way that the whole industry's had to adapt yeah. to work differently, to overcome backlogs, to make sure that the, the normal work is still going through the labs in, at the same rate and that the research is still happening. I think all those aspects will be taken forward into the coming years and that means you know we're just going to have to keep up with it and right. I, you know i think perhaps we'll be looking at increasing what our output whatever that might mean but yeah i, yeah. I definitely think that if that happens we're in a good place to be able to do that yeah it's, it's that i've heard that from people that a lot of things that were set in motion because of covid are not going to stop no. once you know 
I don't know if we'll get back to normal or whatever. I don't like to say we're, you know, unnormal times. I just like to say this is business. We've got ups yeah. and downs yeah. and we all yeah. have to adjust. But I don't think companies are going to go back. Just like in-person events, I don't think they're going to go to just in-person. I think you're going to see hybrids once we're able to because you're able to reach people that before couldn't travel or with you, they couldn't get out the product as fast or in a certain way. And now that has changed to more of a hybrid. So for your webinars, I'm curious, had, did you guys see a huge increase in the amount of people that registered? Um, it's, it's hard to say because we're quite new to the publication ourselves. Yeah. And then we've, we've, we've really, you know, expanded on the webinar since we've joined um we've just we've just seen a positive reaction to them basically um and we're, we're you know i know sarah's having lots of conversations with people about webinars and then obviously we're now looking at the ddw led ones as well which means we can talk to more people about issues and topics and technology that they want to discuss um so the the vibe around webinars does feel very positive at the moment so the advertiser can actually come in and help um, direct the content for the specific webinar or do they just sponsor the webinar it'd be more of a sponsor at the moment but we're, we're looking at topics that um are really current in the industry things that you know um affects different areas of the of the whole drug discovery process whether that's technology whether it's research whether it's like opportunities elsewhere in the market and then we're talking to uh, various other clients about sponsorship of that as well Good. It's interesting. It's just, you know, there's so many different marketing channels out there and it's like always trying to find that right mix of what works. But I agree, Lou, it's back to what you said in the beginning. It really depends on the individual company, what they're promoting and who they're trying to target on what mix would be best. Yeah. But it does sound like Drug Discovery World has every possible option that anyone, anyone would possibly want, which is wonderful. Yeah, no, it, is, it is great. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Lou. No. <laughs> um, because we do, like Lou said, we've started bespoke uh, webinars, which we've launched last year, um, which have uh, the same companies have rebooked them for this year as well. And then we're also having now um, uh, sponsored webinars. So you can be an exclusive sponsor or we can have two or three different sponsors, but they would also be involved in they would work with Lou in terms of content covered just so that all parties are really happy with the content and what they're sponsoring well that also helps them stick within any budget requirements they might yeah. have you know they can figure out where they can access their dollars so excellent well before we wrap it up my big question as you know <laughs> i am <laughs> passionate about marketing but i'm also very passionate about health and energizing because i think when we're energized we are more innovative in our thinking and i'm wondering what the two of you do to energize yourself um you, shall i go first yeah, I go first. <laughs> well, do you know it's quite a tricky question this one actually because um, on a very basic level if you're just talking about energizing yourself um i do try and run two or three times a week before i start work and that does help definitely yeah. you feel you know far more active and ready to face it and you just you just feel like you've got more energy 
prepared, <laughs> definitely. And then, you know, I think it's really difficult at the moment. You know, a lot of us are at home with children. Some people are homeschooling. We don't have that face-to-face contact that we normally have. Yeah. Um, so I think it is, you know, your energy level, sometimes you can start feeling, oh, you know, not another week of lockdown, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and it, and it <laughs> used to think into that. But I think for me, you know, the physical side, to one side really uh, getting to know what you're doing in the sector and and the issues that affect that and are important to that sector and where the opportunities are I think just mentally being aware of where the industry is going where the product is going I think that helps I think it you know it helps drive your day-to-day work it helps it helps to make you think further ahead and um, it gives you a boost in terms of feeling confident that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's, it's you're passionate yeah. about it. You know, yeah. you're passionate about your space. So you're constantly thinking about it. It's, yeah. I'll be out and I'll look at an advertisement or something. I'm like, oh no, they should be doing this. And I'll go on a tangent. My kids will be like, okay, could you please stop talking about marketing? But you know, if it gets ingrained in you, this- it, Yeah, it's there, yeah. But that's good. You need passion, you know, that it kind of energizes you. You're right. What about you, Sarah? Well, I've got three, as you know, three young girls under 11. So they, they keep me energized. Um, you just have to run after them. <laughs> or they run after me, actually. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I do try and run. Um, not as much as I should, but I really, I enjoy running. I find that that really clears my head. And like Lou said, energizes me. And then at lunchtimes, um, I try. Um, we go for walks. We've got lovely woods near where we live. Oh. So we go for walks in the woods, bike rides, but also my girls play football and netball. So I play a lot with them in the garden or on the field as oh. well. So I just think it's my, my kids that keep me energized. And, and like Lou said, with homeschooling, um, oh. you know, it's, it's tough for everybody, but it's a great experience. Um, you know, it, you dig in deep, don't you? Yeah. Um, and I think seeing my children, how they've coped with it all, and how brilliant they've been. I mean, I'm lucky I've got three, so they've got each other to keep it busy. But yeah. when they do certain schoolwork and they do a really good job, that energizes me. And likewise with work, just hearing about what's going on in the market. I mean, if that doesn't give you positivity, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what does. So Well, uh, you're also in a market that's making such a big difference right yeah. now. You know, obviously with the vaccine coming out, that's where hopefully we're gonna get back to, people are gonna be able to get back to the office really yeah yeah, so well (laughs) i think this has been a great conversation i've enjoyed talking to both of you um drug discovery world as you know i have used the file before and we've gotten great results um from it and so we'll continue to use it but i hope this information is for helpful for other listeners out there and i want to thank you very much for talking to me today thank you donna it's been lovely thanks very much and all the best thank you thanks bye Thank you for listening to the World Innovators Podcast. For more information about today's topic, email us at dpeterson at worldinnovators.com or call 860-210-8088. And please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a future episode.